You're listening to the Performance Group Podcast, a place to listen, learn, and get to know the unseen heroes of our local community. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Kirby, and on the Performance Group Podcast, we make it our mission to learn from those around us and shed light on our local community. If you're new to the show, we have spoken to business leaders, community, organizers, friends, and family. And before we jump in today, I hope to ask you for a favor. If you could please just take one second to hit subscribe and share our posts. It would mean a whole lot to me, our team here at the Performance Group, and our amazing guests on today's show. Hello, hello, welcome back to, well actually, welcome to the first episode of Performance University 10 Rules of Business Podcast future number one podcast in the world. Watch out, Joe Rogan. I am here with the one and only Mr. Joel Cookston of Trek Pools, based out of, well, used to be based out of Anderson, Indiana, now based out of the big, wonderful, glamorous city-state of Cadison. Yes, sir. <laughs> Joel, thanks for coming. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Well, thanks for responding to my, well, somebody on your team responded to my Facebook message. And oh, sent did me, they? Yeah, and sent me your it's number. It's good to have people. That's how we touched base originally. Um, I would love to kind of hear the story of Trek Pools and all the things that you guys are doing today. But first, let's go ahead and take a step back. Let's do. Um, tell me kind of where you're from, how you got here. And oh, my How did you end up in this very small conference room with me today? It's quite a long story, to all be right. honest with you. We got time, 45 okay. minutes. So, so, Anderson native. Uh, yeah, went to, went to high school, Anderson, Indiana, Highland, if you remember the Highland Scots. Back in, back the, day. in the day. Yes. Uh, grew up there on uh, the bustling GM town of Anderson, then went to Anderson University, uh, got a BA in graphic design and marketing, hmm. which has really helped me uh, yeah. throughout the years, obviously. What year did you graduate? Mm, college. College. 2000. 2000? Yes, sir. Oh, my goodness. It was a, it was a bit ago. So, uh, quick question. So, in 1999, when you were watching that clock about yes, to hit midnight. We thought were, things were going to shut down. Y2K. It, yes. Was it crazy? It was. Were you in college? But then like it went 12.01 and everything was still on. Oh, no. It was fine. Yeah. What was it like being in college? Was everybody just like, that was the talk? Or you guys it, were just it really was. Thing? It really was. No. Uh, as I recall, I was in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, yeah. December 31st, 99, um, partying away with my soon-to-be wife, uh-huh. and we were all holding hands at midnight, and nothing changed. Uh-huh. Just expecting the rapture. Just like, the, you know, just like what society typically does to us, right? Just scares us a little bit, and yeah. then everything's the same. Yeah. It's funny <laughs> that people in technology were like, well, we really don't know what's going to happen. Uh-uh. It's going to roll over, and our ones and zeros might not roll over with us. Huh. But they did. We, it's kind of like the Mayan calendar. Uh-huh. They just kind of made it, not knowing what they were making. <laughs> right. They're like, it, it, it will end. At some point. And it, who knows? But it's not tomorrow. Yeah. So, yeah. Everything worked out great. Yeah, so, um, yeah, after uh, Anderson University, went uh, downtown Indy, did a little bit of... My first job was with a print broker down in Indianapolis. Uh, obviously, they needing somebody with uh, technical skill of, of layout, design, all that fun stuff. Um yeah, so did that for a number of years, working with large companies to kind of fix their files in the old printing print press days. Mm-hmm. If you can imagine, that was uh, yeah about twenty years ago or so mm-hmm. when when the the advent of the printing press was kind of going out into digital Xerox the whole bit. Uh, so did that for a number of years, uh, and then went 
full-fledged advertising, was a creative director downtown, managing, you know, a good dozen uh, people from uh, web designers, photographers, uh, developers, all that fun stuff. Um, Then I found myself really um, inspired and excited about um, the the photo shoots for products. You know, we worked with Stanley Tools, uh, 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 Best Access Doors, uh, downtown uh, Indianapolis, and uh, really found myself drawn to these photo shoots. Really? You know, setting up for uh, products and for people. I mean, it was, it, was, it was exciting. You know, there's a lot of, there's, there was coffee and bagels for everybody. To, oh, yeah. It was just, it was great. You know, uh-huh. got out of the office. Um, and so one thing led to another, and I thought, you know, oh, these guys are crushing it. They come in, they work a half a day, make five to $10,000 in a half day. This sounds like fun. So... Mm-hmm. Left the job as a creative director, started my own uh, photo uh, agency there. Did that for about five or six years, shooting high-end weddings, corporate jobs. It was the best. And as we were talking prior to the, the, the podcast here, didn't have kids, right? Yeah. And so we were, fan, you know, footloose, fancy, free, tons of time in the world, um, was gone about every weekend. It was almost like wedding crashers yep. with, a, with a lot less of the you-know-what. Um, but yeah, it was a party every weekend. Uh, it was great times. Um, then, as most entrepreneurs do evolve, right, we, we look for, or at least I did, I wanted to look for a product that I could market, right? Because as an advertiser, as a photographer, you're, you're, you're honestly always chasing the next high or the next job, mm-hmm. right? What's the next thing that's going to pay my bills? I, I know what, what pays my bills now. What's going to pay my bills in, in three, four, five, six months from now? And it, it, it becomes a little bit painful, Right. Uh, and so I wanted to find a product. Uh, and so, yeah, led me to, uh, you know, honestly, where I am now. Really? So mm-hmm. led you to shipping containers? Well, you know, by proxy, right? Yeah. We, I wanted to find something that I could um, uh, kind of just throw all my talents to advertising, marketing, photo, customer service, sales. If I could have a product that I could market, um, get people excited about, then I, I wouldn't necessarily have to change or, or chase the next product. Yeah, right? just make one better. Make one better, continue, you know, uh, uh, more, I guess, of a, a, a kind of a passive, right? As an entrepreneur, we, we always want to try to be aggressive, right? You know, what, what's that next sale? Well, if I could create something that was a passive machine that was attractive to people, that those people want that product, I could more or less not sit back, but grow that machine instead of growing other people's machines and moving on. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, so um, how did you guys land on shipping container pools? Because that's... Um, it's an oddity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you watch HGTV one day? Long, like, that well, makes sense? It wasn't even on HGTV at the time. So, so what year was, is this? This was probably, yeah, five, six years ago. Okay. So it wasn't even live online. Um, there was honestly only one company uh, north of the border in Canada that was doing it. Um, my wife, as, as wonderful as she is, she is a kindergarten teacher uh, here in, uh, in the, the local town of Pendleton. Four kids um, during the summers, as most of our wives do when, when you know, we're not uh, home to help and support, uh, pulling their hair out, right? Honey, I need a pool. Mm-hmm. We need something for these children uh, to, to enjoy and to um, di- di- distract from, from life. So knowing what I knew from... My days of advertising uh, for concrete uh, concrete pool companies, uh, fiberglass pool companies, I knew what I was into. 
I was into probably sixty or a hundred thousand dollars to put a pool in my backyard. We were uh, an elevated home on a slope. I knew a retaining wall was going to be needed, and I looked at her. I thought, "Honey, this is going to be a, lo- a large investment." Um, one, I knew it was going to be a liability for me too. Right? A pool historically has been a liability. I'm going to sink a hundred thousand dollars into the pit in this hole. The future homeowner that maybe wants to buy my home might not want it. Mm-hmm. My kids are going to grow up. I've seen plenty of pools be filled in over the course of my years. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I didn't want to just dump a gob of money into a hole and be, be covered up at some point. So went to Google, as we always do. Yeah. Typed in cheap pools. Found folks taking dumpsters, making pools out of them. I pitched it to my wife. Guess what her response was? I'm not <laughs> getting in a dumpster we, water. My, yeah. my, our kids are not going to use this uh, dumpster pool. So uh, the rabbit hole then led me down the path to the uh, companies in Canada and Australia doing this. And, and I thought, man, this is sexy. Mm-hmm. You know, they're taking these shipping containers, repurposing them, um, and just creating works of art out of them, honestly, from fabrications to, to, um, to windows. It was very appealing. Um, nobody here in the States doing it at the time. Market share. Market share. So as, as anybody does, well, I don't know as anybody, you know, as I've learned, most people aren't like us. Yeah. Uh, as you grow, you think, you know, most people are like you and, uh, are going to take advantage of, you know, opportunity. So what I do found the company in Canada, messaged them, called them numerous times saying, Hey, I want to be your extension here in the United States. I want to build these pools with you for you. Let's do this together. Um, they didn't want anything to do with it. Right. So let's fast forward, you know, three, four years from, from that email, from that conversation. Um, they probably think that, you know, or at least I would hope that, uh, boy, we, we lost an opportunity there. Oops. Oopsie. You know, sometimes you make good decisions in business. Sometimes you make bad. It's always nice just to take the phone calls, what right. I've learned. You never know who's on the other end of the phone. You don't. And and you can never get too cocky and arrogant in your own positioning, right? Whether you're a, a $5 million, $10 million, $100 million company, there's always that next evolution right behind you. You know, a lot of times, you know, successful folks, well... Maybe not successful, but those that are trying to be successful, get these blinders on. I've got a better product. I've got a better service. I'm better at this than anybody else. And you kind of just shun people out rather than saying, you know what? I think that partnership could work. Let's just figure out how, you know, uh, uh, partnering with this group or that group or, you know, we can all do this together. There's plenty of opportunity um, to, to do this as a conglomerate, a JV, what have you. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of opportunity for those um, type of partnerships that I think people lose sight on. Yeah. So are you a big proponent of partnerships? I love them. You have a partner in this, right? I do. Um, I pitched the idea to him about five years ago, sitting at Panera in Anderson, ah, uh, going through my phone thinking, man, who, who can I get to help me do this? I am not a mechanical guy, right? Um, I make things look sexy. Uh, I've done a fairly good job over the years of, I, I say, take the garage band and make it look like Van Halen. Right, I can do that. Um, 
but didn't have the mechanical background. So, yeah, Jim Chaplin, uh, a good friend of mine here locally, uh, worked for a, a kind of a commercial compressor company, very mechanical, very construction-oriented, and just a perfect pairing, perfect. right? Yeah. Like, I can do this, you can do this, we'll leave each other alone, and, and yeah, it, it has worked out very well. He He's the one that manages everything in the production area, from fab to coatings to equipment, um, and I stay on the virtual side talking to, to people every day and engineers, architects, homeowners. Um, but yeah, it, it is, it has worked very well. Now, have we all had partnerships that have not gone well? Yes. And we've learned mm-hmm. right through pain or otherwise, or financial, yeah. we all learn and I've learned, you know, they told me, um, education is, you know, you've got informal and formal education. You had your formal education, at AU, right? Get your informal education, either a good way or a bad way. Yeah. Sometimes it, it, it's like t- touching the hot frying pan. Right, mm-hmm. you, you've got to feel a little pain to change sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right? And if you touch it again, shame on you. Shame on you. Shame on you. So yes. So that's been fun. So did you guys fabricate your first one? Did he fabricate it? Oh no, no. Okay, so you not. So, farmed it out. Yeah, we used the Henry Ford model in the very beginning. Right, we didn't know anything there was a, uh, to know about pools. I've never owned a pool. He never owned a pool. So what do you do? You go to those folks that know what what to do in those compartmentalized areas, right? So, yeah, we went to a, uh, a commercial fabrication company in Indianapolis, a union trades group. They did all the, um, the fabrication welding for us. Then we hired a, uh, some contractors from local Sherwin-Williams commercial group that w- came in, painted, coated it for us, and then we hired a plumbing, uh, a, a pool company to come in and do the, all the equipment. And you definitely learn that um, while these folks have the, the trade calling card, Maybe not necessarily the best people to use. Yeah. Uh, right? And, and again, you'll learn. Um, you know, the, the pool company, won't name any names, but uh, they didn't really know that, you know, hard 90s in plumbing is not a good thing in a pool, right? Reduces head, p- head pressure and whatnot. We had about 90, or we, excuse me, we had about uh, yeah, a, a dozen 90 degree uh, uh, plumbing fixtures within the cabinet. Oh, really? Oh, yes. And it, it was, <laughs> and when we turned it on, it was a water feature of its own. <laughs> it was, there was water spraying everywhere. So yes, um, we built probably about six or eight pools that way. Then we found a space in Anderson. Uh, Madison County was great to uh, get us into that space in, in Madison County. Got to drive us from Marion County to, to Madison County. Awesome. Um, uh, had about a 10,000 square foot operating facility there, about 18 months there. Um, yeah, internalized everything from fabrications to coatings to equipment. It worked out great. We, you know, just last January, we were a party of three. Now we're a party of 15. Goes and quick. So, yeah, it, it has really ramped up. Uh, again, we, we're outselling what we can produce. And so what I've definitely learned in this infant industry, there's no, uh, there's no handbook to doing this. Um, companies are struggling to understand how to how to build these um, as, as tough as possible. There is a reason why billion-dollar corporations like Sherwin-Williams, Dow, BASF, they don't offer any pool coatings, period. Did you know that? I did not know that. Right. You would think, right? Billion-dollar corporations, yeah, here, here's, here's a paint for your pool. Here's an epoxy for your pool. Here's a, you know, last miracle, what have you. There's a reason why they don't play in the pool industry, because it is so volatile, right? Mm. Homeowners are notorious for dumping chemicals in their pools that shouldn't be there. Um, those coatings fail by the wayside. Uh, and so it has been a, a, a learning experience to know what to put in the pools. Um, 
But we have landed on a plaster finish currently that, you know, I don't need to go into technical details there, but uh, very similar to a concrete pool. Uh, acts and, and uh, maintenance of it, longevity of it. Um, we're, we've got some things in the in the works now that um, will hopefully ramp up our production, right? The, the, the amount of time it takes to build one of these, people don't know. I mean, we're, we're about four or five weeks from, uh, from start to finish. Uh, coatings alone eats up about 10 days. You can't build thousands of units when you are in uh, 10 days per product, mm-hmm. per, per unit. So, uh, yeah, we've got some things in the works that hopefully will really uh, ramp up that production because, you know, to date we've sold about 80 uh, this, this year alone. 80 pools in the grand scheme of things, if you look at it, you know, there, there were about 100,000 pools installed last year alone in the U.S. Yeah. I, now, I'm a big Shark Tank guy. I hate when when entrepreneurs go in and say it's a billion dollar industry. If I had two percent of that, we could you know we could be a hundred million. That's not me. But you do have to realize the number game and where this could possibly go. Unlike a traditional service business where you can say no to people. Hey, I'm too busy. We can't take any more customers. Dental, vision, doctors. Right, we're we're, we're packed up. Sorry. In the pool industry or a product industry, you've got to figure out how to reduce that that delivery time frame, right? People don't want to wait two years. Yeah. Right? Six to eight months is, is a sweet spot for us. So we've got to we've got to do that. Developers are calling us, uh, you know, that are building hundreds of homes in certain areas of the country, uh, Mexico, Arizona, uh, or New Mexico, excuse me, um, uh, Texas. And they're wanting to offer these pools. How do you offer hundreds of pools a year uh, to some of these groups? And these are just onesie, twosie groups. So we've got to uh, figure out how to scale and scale uh, quickly. Uh, and so, again, I think uh, some of the things that are coming down the line, I'm very excited about um, uh, to hopefully get to that point where we can duplicate this model, not just here uh, in central Indiana, but East Coast, West Coast. Uh, so. so that would be multiple you know, fabrication centers, yes, sir. Distribution centers, yes, sir. just expand. You got to expand, and and to expand, you've got to keep quality, right? How do you keep quality if you're not there? Jim and I are are very OCD when it comes to quality. If something's not done right, it's done over again. It doesn't matter if it costs us time and money. We're not going to send out an inferior product, right? And I think that's what what helps build our brain and our customer service. People, if you tell them, hey your pool is going to be two weeks late and here's why, right? They may, they may be mad, right? But they're going to understand, Hey, these guys are trying to do the best they can. They're going to redo something that they don't feel is best. So, um, in duplicating that model across the country, yeah. How do you create uh, production processes that are somewhat, uh, uh, or very easy to understand, very easy to duplicate, what we're doing now is not. It's very craftsman oriented. Well, and I think especially with you guys being, you know, going from three to eighteen, you're learning those lessons pretty quickly about how to create those processes. Yeah. Right. So it's not just you. How do you take Joel out of the equation? Oh yeah. Right? And and let's be honest, I have never fabricated a pool. Right. Yeah. Right. Now, have I coded and helped you know do some of the the finishing touches? Yes. But craftsmanship, you know, uh, uh, Mike Rowe. Let's be honest. Mike Rowe, my, my, my biggest hero, biggest fan. Um, uh, he, he's taught us that yeah, the, 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 the craftsman, the production area in this country is, is, is dwindling, right? We see the same thing. You know, 
while folks can work on lines in, in production facilities, what we do is very hands-on, painting, coating, uh, plastering where you're uh, using a steel trowel, you know, very much like concrete work. Um, you know, it, it's hard to find qualified people uh, in this day and age. And hard to, um, you know, from a time standpoint, to train those people. Yes. It just takes time. It, it just takes it time. Does. It does. And passion. And passion. And buy-in. You've got you've to throw your passion into the, the person that you're training so that maybe they can have half as much passion as you do, right? I'm never thinking, you know, I've worked for guys before or worked with companies. I've always, uh, you know, been the guy that helps other entrepreneurs build their companies. I think a lot of times we fall into the pit of thinking other people are going to dive in as much as we are, right? We're, they're going to stay as late as we are. They're going to wake up as early as we are. That's not the case, folks. Let's be honest. These are employees. At best, we want 50% of what we give to be invested in our employees. Um, so I feel like we've built a very good culture where we are. Um, we pay them top dollar for uh, this area. I think that's why we don't have turnover. Uh, we just keep piling people in. Yeah. Uh, they show up early. They take action. Um, they take ownership of their own area, which is very exciting, right? It's cool As it's like raising kids. It is. It is. Oh, it's fantastic. Um, yeah. No. I, and we've only and most of our employees have have only been with us for eighteen months at most, right? They're not looking for the gold watch retirement plan at this point, but yeah. it is just phenomenal to. to to walk through the shop and to see people making their areas uh, more lean efficient, right? Um, uh, you know, uh, organizing, cleaning, uh, not anything re uh, directly related to the product, but it is directly related, right? Yeah. The less we have to move things, the less we have to touch things. Um, we're, we're making better decisions for the company. And everybody is so bottom line oriented in our, in our group. They're always looking for ways to save money. Right. If we did this and didn't have to buy that or uh, I, it, it personally, it's just so fulfilling to see people act like that. So do you guys have a profit sharing program that incentivizes that or you just Not have yet. like so awesome people? We have awesome people <laughs> that we pay top dollar hourly. Yeah. Um, but we are looking, we're actually working with uh, Eli Hirschberger here out of Pendleton uh, with, with a lot of um, uh, profit sharing programs uh, for this coming year. Awesome. So yeah, hopefully, you know, we'll see if our employees are listening, but uh, that is coming. We hope so. Yeah, maybe. Well, and I Hopefully think they're working. I think if you've worked for somebody before and you can see, you know, you take the good things, you take the bad things, right? right? And then you mix and match and say, if I were to create the perfect environment for yeah. me when I was that age, right. maybe I would have never left. Never. Yeah. And you've got to incentivize. I mean, I, I know there's salary. I know there's, there's hourly. And we've all been there. We've all done it. But to a point, as an employee, you're invested, right? But... What is gonna what is gonna push you as an employee to really go that extra mile? And and some of us already do. Some employees already are already geared up like that. But I would say a vast majority are not, right? And so how do you incentivize them to not only push themselves personally, but how do you push them to to push the team? Yeah. Right? Because you want your employees to say, okay, we need to hit five this month, whether whatever five widgets you're you're working for. Yeah. Well, if, if the first group that is developing this widget gets their job done, well, they're, they're waiting on the last group to get that job. This last group needs to say, hey, folks, can you help us? We need to get this last widget out. Can you come up to our area, whatever yeah. that is, um, to help push this thing out? Because then we all, we all win. 
Uh, the common so goal, man. It is, yeah. The common goal. A rising tide. Hey, it lifts all boats. That's yes, one of sir. my favorite quotes. Clayton yes, Whitson told me that in the very first podcast he did with us. And uh, since then, you know, it's it's been one of those quotes that's stuck with me. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Um, we all have to help each other. Absolutely. In fact, let, let, you know, on a side note, um, had one of my employees come to me uh, this morning. She's got a side hustle. Won't mm-hmm. mention what it is, but um, I love side hustles. And even as, as an employer that I know that I could lose this employee, I'm fine with it, right? I love to see people and enable people to succeed. Because I know personally, their goal is is not to build my company, right? Mm-hmm. And so when she came to me, I was like, yes, here's what you need to do. Business. Do you have a business plan? Do you have a website? What are you going to do? You know, just nailing her with all these things and saying, you know, th- this is what you need to do. And, and why not empower folks to do that? Well, and at the at the same time, she's going to give back to you. Absolutely. You know, she's all, and she's going to feel guilty leaving. She's right. going to hire her own replacement. Right. And yeah. it's not... And, and you don't want people to live with that guilt. We we all have enough pressure and, and uh, uh, negative, uh, you know, mojo in this world, right? Yeah. We need to encourage people uh, to, to, to go out, do your own thing, have the job that you love. I mean, yeah. th- life is too short, man. Too That's short. stinking loot. Come on. That's the dream. Man. So in our 10 rules of business, our first rule of business is stay in business, right? So... Stay in business to a lot of people is that survival stage, Yes. right? So when you guys were first getting started <laughs> and you made this investment and your wife is a kindergarten teacher and she's looking at you saying, what in the heck are you doing? You know what? We, we can scrap. We can scratch that. Though. Why? My wife is a freaking angel. She, as a kindergarten teacher, as a teacher in general, yeah. they are mainstays of this society. Absolutely. Right? Stinking I mean, folks in the education department are lifers. They don't want to change. There's a reason why they stick with it for, I mean, she's been with it for what, 18 years now? Yeah. She doesn't want to change. I had to push her to change into uh, to, uh, being a music teacher this year. So God love her. She's always been the, the stable uh, force in this, this relationship. You have to I have I have one. been the yeah. unstable one. Let's be honest, right? The, the crazy like a fox guy. So, um, yeah, she she's never questioned me. God love her, right? She's maybe, you know, turned a, a crooked eye to me, uh-huh. but um, always been a supporter. Good. So, so during your hard days, yes. right, the early days, what were some of the things you had to keep telling yourself about just staying in business? We're not profitable yet. We're trying to get profitable. Right. Like, how do we get to that point? What were you telling yourself? What made the wheels keep turning? Yeah. Uh, even when maybe you wanted it's to positivity, quit. honestly, man. I mean, even if you're not succeeding, you are right. There's always a point in our daily lives that we can be appreciative of. Right. Let's look. I'm, I'm a half half full type guy. Got to be. Can't be half empty. I mean, there's so much half empty crap in this world. Right. So much negativity. There's so much positivity. Even if you're broke as a joke, you're still rich. You're still wealthy. What do I, I, I got two arms, two legs, two eyes. Right. I, I'm healthy. Even if, you know, I got kids, got a wife. There's so much to be thankful for. Yeah. I think that's even if you're single, you can still drive. Even if you're working at Wendy's, you can still drive your hope every day, even if you're taking, you know, a, a combo order, right? What's that next step? What am I doing when I get off of work to then think, you know, how can I change my life a week from now, a month from now, a year from now? Um, so it's just that half full mentality. And like any entrepreneur or book will tell you, surround yourself with that, right? If we surround ourselves with, 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 Negative Nellies, you, you ain't going to last very long, yeah. right? And if you can't find people like us, like me, like you, don't surround yourself with anybody. Get a book. 
listen to a darn podcast. I yeah. mean, right? It, there might not be people in your local area that are like us. Yeah. But, um, you know, early, you know, before the, the podcast we were talking, the, as we get older, we realize that we are different than most people out there. Um, and, and, and to, to, to realize that uh, you've got to be the encourager of your own destiny, mm-hmm. right? Um, because, yeah, people aren't like us. No, there's a lot of naysayers, and and, and I don't think it's inherent. I don't think people want you not to succeed. I just think that... No, yeah, it's not that. Sometimes it just feels good to be right sometimes, right? (laughs) And I think that's what they want. I think that's the reason somebody didn't take your call, is they don't want to give up the market share. Correct. And you still look at it. You It's a pride thing. It's a pride thing. Yeah. 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 I don't want want to give up, um, yeah, being the leader, being being the the one that... um, Everybody knows or is famous, right? I, I've never aspired to be famous, right? Yeah. I'm not on Facebook much. Yeah, right? you just I, I happen to be famous, right? Yeah, I, I guess. In China, maybe. In chi- well, yeah. Small Buy shelter. enough shipping containers, yeah. <laughs> right. you might be. That's true. That's true. We are buying a lot of those from China. So. <laughs> yeah. So um, was there a day you woke up and you realized that you, maybe not that you made it, but you figured out how to make it profitable and you're making money? In, in, the, current, in the current business? In the business. Yes, well, you, so you got out of survival, right? So, I, I think when when you get out of the the fifty fifty is what I call it, right? Because when we're working that job and we're trying to do the side hustle and, and you're 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 balancing. So you had a job originally. Oh, totally. So well, I worked with another investment group building another company for somebody else. Okay, so yes, you were working this side by side, Correct. and at one point you had to make a decision. Correct, and at that point. Jim was with me, right? We we were working uh, four or five hours a night after our uh, our current jobs, if you will, our current roles, going down to Indy, building these things on our own, right? Um, How are you financing them? Just cash, just investing everything you have. So that's the beauty about our business, right? Um, early on, we we took an investment from a good friend of ours. Um, <laughs> obviously, you know. It's fun, and I hope to be that guy down the road. Uh, you know, I go to Ivy Tech and, and talk about their entrepreneurial class and, and help folks and kind of guide them along and what to do and what not to do. Uh, the Kind of the easy road, easy button. But I hope to be that guy later on that has financial stability enough to provide other folks that opportunity, right? We were gifted $20,000 to build our first pool. Wow. Right? And the gentleman... Good friend of, of Jim's, not of mine, um, was a CEO of a major global uh, company. Happened to live in Markleville for a time. Flew to uh, New York from mo- Monday through Thursday every week really? for his job, but lived in Markleville. Won't name his name, but like, How about can that? you imagine? Right? Yeah. Like right here in Markleville. Um, phenomenally uh, experienced, savvy businessman. Um, was one of those that you asked a question and he came back with a question, right? There were no answers. Love that. that Love what those the guys. Perfect right? mentor. Oh. Plus, you're never wrong as the mentor. Oh, of course. Right. And I've learned that's like that a too. shaman. It is. It's like, well, what would you do? How yeah. do you feel? <laughs> yes. So, uh, gifted us 20 grand. And I remember vividly sitting across the table from him when, when, he, when he said yes to this crazy idea. Uh, he said, gentlemen, I've, I've written off this money. If nothing comes of it, it's okay. And right there, I mean, the the load, the pressure, the the guilt. I mean, it it, it really helped to ease a lot of that, right? Um, because if he would have said, 
I'm counting on this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm counting on this, yeah, fellas. Right. Makes you sign the amortization schedule before you right. walk out the door. You're going to start paying tomorrow. Yeah. Right? But no. He gave us two years. And at the point of, of, of the first year, we were able to give uh, to pay that money back. Awesome. We offered it to him. He said, I don't need it. I don't want it. I tell you what, just give me 5%. At that point, we thought, oh, man, that's a great trade. At this point, wow, you know, 5% is actually more than I thought it would be. Yeah. You know, right? <laughs> but, no, he's very savvy. Uh, but, yeah, that's how we got started early on. The beauty about this business, it's a cash flow business. Good. And so we take 30% of the of the build up front, 30% before we go to build, oh, and then 40% before we, uh, before we ship the pool. So at that point. And you guys do no installs or you guys? No installs. Oh, that's beauty. Right. We build it, we ship it, they take it off the truck, and they put it wherever they want to. Mm. Yes. Mm. It's a really great business model. Heck yeah. Don't get any ideas. If you do, call me. Yeah, I was going to say, if you do and you want to you know, at least talk it through about maybe another So market, many companies. Yeah. Right? So there are container companies in the ports across the United States. Yep. So, you know, say Austin, uh, San Diego, uh, uh, Carolinas. And they've all contacted us saying, hey, we modify containers. We don't want to build pools, but can we partner with you to build your pools for you? We haven't got to that point like we talked about duplication, right? Yeah. You, you can't pass off a recipe without knowing that they're going to do it 100%. Mm-hmm. So have you to try the food first. What? You need to try their food first, right? right. Make sure that they're a good cook. That's, that's true, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. QC, QC, QC. <laughs> it is QC. It's a lot of traveling. So anyhow. Fun. That's a good reason to travel, though. It is, yes. Um, growth, opportunity. Hopefully, you know, we, we've, this company has afforded us so much um, diversification of people. You know, I, I've talked to the U.S. Olympic swim coach. I've talked to the Global Swim Association president. The, I mean, they're doing the, uh, right. I mean, the, yeah. us, right? Yeah. I mean, it, I, I am nobody, right? I, I don't claim to be anybody, but it is phenomenal the people that call us and say, we're doing these programs. For instance, the, the U.S. Olympic swim uh, coach and the Global uh, Swim Association, they're doing these island um, uh, swimming, uh, I don't know what you call them, uh, training programs. They're starting in Cayman. They're going to Bermuda. Really? They want to take shipping containers, put them on a truck, send them to schools every 30 days. How cool. Right? How and was, cool. And they want to brand the outside with all these kids on the... I mean, it's... Who would have thought there's such a high mortality rate of, of drowning deaths in island point. nations? That's a good so, point. Yeah, side note. That's a good point. Yeah. I like that. That's beautiful. It is interesting who we talk to. Developers that are wanting these pools on, on um, uh, you know, rooftops. Talk to a guy, a professor at Yale that was creating some robotic turtle program wanting our containers to be inside their facilities. A, a guy that goes to Burning Man, right? Mm. Burning Man yep, out yep, west yep. wants to build three of these out in the desert. That makes more sense. Um, he might want just, a robotic turtle. Right. If he's in at Burning Man. Pool. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh my so, goodness. That it, sounds like an idea that came from Burning Man. <laughs> it probably did as they were wandering through the desert. Yes. yes. So, so it, it is yeah. absolutely phenomenal where this company has positioned us, um, has, has taken us. It, it's really exciting, to be honest with you. Have we had failures? Is it painful as heck? Yes. But, you know, where we're going, I can see that uh, it's hopefully going to minimize some of that some of that pain and failure point. Absolutely. Early on, right? Yeah. And you, you made it through the struggles, and now, you know, you're not – and something and we the talked recalls, about. let's call it. I mean, 
Yeah, automobile but, companies, right? What we were talking about before we even started, when we were talking about somebody who wanted to jump the line with a bunch of cash, you said, well, you know, I'm a man of integrity. But that same man of integrity takes those recalls, fixes them, makes his right. product better so it doesn't right. happen again. Yeah, version 1.0, right? Our, 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 I'm going to call them our beta uh, pools. Back in the day, you know, you know, well, back in the day, it was only two years ago, but yeah. our first six or eight pools, we were sold kind of a, 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 a boat. Um, the... <laughs> The interior coating has failed yeah. on, on about six of these pools. So we've been flying across the country, taking three or four people with us, sandblasting, recoding, uh, you know, redoing them. Yeah. Whether they're out of warranty or not, that's beside the point, right? I mean, it, it's about doing the right thing, building the brand. Because in this day and age, even if you're out of warranty, somebody's going to go online. It's and reputation management. It is. It is. And it it's not just about reputation, but it's about doing the right thing, right? So. Yeah. These beta one pools, yeah, we've been going out. Has it been painful? Yeah, yeah. But hopefully moving on, you don't you don't have those those issues and you can put that pain behind you. And even as a marketing guy, you can always figure out a way to turn that back around. It is a story. It's a good story. And you take the drone with you, you get the you get the family there mm-hmm. that's obviously happy. Happy. Didn't know for let's be honest, most companies these days let people down. Yeah. They don't think that you're coming. Like they're literally shocked when we show up. We've had we've had families make dinner for us, you know, give us coolers of beer. I mean, you know, we're there for three to four days. We're we're in their backyard talking, right? Getting to know them. Here's coffee. Here's a breakfast burrito. I mean, they 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 don't think one you're coming. They don't think they don't know how hard we work. Some of these pools we work for, you know. Uh, 15, 17 hour days, right? Because we want to consolidate and we want to get there, get it done and get out, mm-hmm. right? When when people come to us at two in the morning and say, you, oh, you guys are still here? Yeah, yeah, we're still here. We're going to fix this. We're going to get going, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it, it's just, I think to a point in my head, I want to try to think maybe I'm helping them uncover motivation in their own life, right? We've had guys that have uh, you know, gone to their houses that they're, 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 um, they're, Fences have holes in them because that's when the pool came in six months ago. They never fixed their fence. And so we offer, hey, do you want us to fix your fence? The next day, the guy's out there digging a hole, yeah, putting the fence himself. in, right? It's like, you know, as a society, we can we can be encouragers and motivators, right? A lot of times we get down the dumps. We just need somebody to pull us out of that. I mean, that's going to be something to try to keep at scale as you grow, right? Right. That's the hardest part. It is. Not everybody's a Joel. Dennis, or at Jim, right? We're, 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 Sorry, Jim. That's all good. That's all good. No, Jim's yeah, as hard as a worker as I am. But we, I think through positivity, correction, right? You, it's like a kid. I think as an entrepreneur, as a young dad, right? Mm-hmm. We we treat we have to treat our employees like children, right? You have to discipline. You have to love hard. You have to discipline. You have to love hard. If you if you lose that love hard and courage. Then and all you're doing is discipline. You're gonna your kids are gonna run. Your employees are gonna run. They're gonna go to drugs. They're gonna go to friends. They're gonna go do something bad, right? Yeah. So yeah, it is about that balance. That's the hardest thing. Encouraging, motivating. Well, that kind of answers the next question because rule number four is attract and keep good people. Right. Both customers and the people internally. Right. I think culture is one of the. It's kind of been a buzzword for a long time. It has been. And you definitely see it. 
much more, I would say, in office settings or this work from home culture, right? right? right. You don't see the people talking setting, yeah, right? But you don't this see people talking about culture in a manufacturing setting Correct. or fabrication or craftsmanship, right? right? When so, a lot of people have the headphones on, the, the PPE people are just on. focus on their job, Correct. right? Yep. So that's Push a button. totally different thing. It is. Um, it, culture is a huge thing. I think when you see your employees walking around the shop singing, whistling, mm. right? High-fiving, joking. You know, you, you can't dispel that or discourage that just because you want to maintain a level of produ- you know, productivity, right? Yeah. You know, we, we are big advocates. I mean, we're a small company, but yet we celebrate every birthday. You know, we'll bring in food. We'll bring in cake. We'll bring in balloons. We'll make them wear the damn, the, excuse me, the, the, the silly hat. The doggone hat. The doggone the hat. Excuse me. I get passionate. Damn doggone hat. <laughs> right? You know, they hate it, but they love it. Yeah. Right? And it's that culture. Um, and you don't have to be a, a multi-million dollar company to have that culture. You can be a party of three and still be that that uh, positive influence. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, so the last thing we have on here is, um, you know, don't get greedy and give back. What are some of the things that you guys mm. do to try to give back so to not true. only your community, but customers and people yeah. that you, some tips and tricks. Well, customers, let's be honest, they already get the sweet end of the deal because they get the pool, uh, right? They get what the, it's all about. They get the pool. The sexy pool. It is. So, so, and, and they get fantastic customer service. Let's be honest. In today, we were talking, right? Texting has just gotten out of hand yeah. with with owners, um, with with um, uh, just the communication line. Once that customer receives your cell phone, they think it's an open, you know, it's open game, yep, right? Open line. And so you do have to create those boundaries. But again, that customer service, um, what in this day and age, we can FaceTime. Right. If a customer has a problem with with a pool or with a component, uh, has questions, we get on the FaceTime and we're you know you hold it. You have an employee hold it. Um, I think it is that that customer service that excels. Remind me the question again. Sorry, uh, don't get off. greedy and give back. Don't I get think greedy. that's what we Sorry, were talking about. Sorry, I got about. off on the ticket. No, but I, I don't disagree off. at all yes. with what you're so, saying, right? Because yes. of the way that we can communicate, it does make it, it that does. much. So how do and we it's get personable? Back? You're not a chat bot, you, right? Everybody else wants oh to fuck. Oh my gosh! But pardon my language. We are getting fudging. We are getting that. passionate. Up but in that's here. the thing is, most people just like, well, I put this chat bot on here so Amy will chat you through this, right? But that's the scalability. You get big, it is, and they have to. The Amazons of the world can't FaceTime you. People want that immediate answer, and I get it. So how do we give back? So um, a lot of, and I told you that you know our clients obviously get the sweetie of the deal by, okay. by getting the product. Um, Profit sharing. I'm a big fan of profit sharing. We're 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 getting to that point. Um, I, I am not um, a, a proponent of the yacht of the um, uh, the 12 beach houses yeah. of the Corvette. I'm not that guy. I got to be honest. I'm not flashy. I still drive the '94 Silverado with the rusted floor in it, right? And I love it. I got to be honest. It's it's a humbling experience, and I think we all need a little bit humble humble uh, in our lives. So to that point, um, lo- I love. Uh, giving back to the employees. I think, you know, the rising tides rises all ships. We've got to incentivize folks to do more, work harder within that eight hour period of time, right? Can they go to the, um, uh, the, 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 the water spigot 12 times a day? Can they go to the bathroom 15 times a day? Yes, they can. But if they're incentivized monetarily and financially to do more, 
we're all going to win, right? So, yes, profit sharing is big. Um, we're a big fan of, of uh, nonprofits. So waterforgood.org is a big one that we we uh, provide every pool. We donate money to. Oh, cool. Or from. Um, they uh, dig wells in the Congo. Obviously, you know, here locally too, um, we provide our clients. They, we can either give to waterforgood.org or my uh, business partner, Jim, used to be a, the fire chief here locally. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So... He did that for uh, several decades. So we are big first responder uh, uh, backers. So we can either give to waterforgood.org or a local first responder chapter. If somebody says, hey, you know, good friend, fire uh, fire department, police department, what have you, we'll donate to that local group per pool as well, uh, which we just love. Um, I love going and talking to local schools. Ivy Tech, uh, you know, been there yeah. several times, entrepreneurial course. Um, I think that's, it's not just about money, right? It, I think time is is honestly more valuable than money. If we can go and start encouraging other people to build a business, um, uh, to get out of a funk, get out of a rut, mental mental negativity and depression these days is is just as bad as not getting a job, right? So, I think yeah, the encouraging factor, um, helping people along, is, is bigger than really donating money. That goes into a black hole sometimes. Well, and I think that's been lost over time because. Some people think that money solves all problems. Right. But what do they say about money? Money's the root of all evil. Right? So time, my, my, I just lost both my um, grandparents and my dad's side in the last two months. Sorry to hear that. Thank you. But I will tell you, they weren't rich people. Right. They lived in a trailer in Daleville my entire life. They had stuff. There's right. Stuff. Stuff people. Yeah. Yeah. But like cutesy stuff. So- Knickknacks. Knickknacks. Yes. Love knickknacks. That's, that's the demographic and the age. Yes. They had, um, my grandpa would make clocks, which were just like normal clocks, just oh, okay. clocks that you would buy from the store, $10 clock. Okay. And then he would cut out a paper picture of each grandkid and make them the face of the clock. Oh. So everybody had their own clock. Yes. And what I learned and what to come back to is, you know, money is nice, but time is what they had. So that's yes. what they gave. Absolutely. So it's time or money, baby. Their presence was the present, mm -hmm. and that was it. Meant so much more to the so family. So much more. Yep. It it changes the dynamic, yes. right? So you know, there's people that would just shove money at a problem, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of people that won't give their time. I am fortunate as well. Similar uh, similar uh, background and experience. Uh, won't mention who, obviously, but you know, we've got family that has a ton of time invested in our kids, right? Uh, we've got family that has a ton of money invested in our kids, right? So there, there is that time or money. What do you, have, what do you have? And, and we can be rich in both aspects, right? We don't have to be rich monetarily. You can be rich in, in the time bucket and, and uh, yeah, investing time into people, man, that's, that's how our communities get better. Yeah. And I especially mean, with the mentorship that you gained. Yeah. Originally from your CEO from Arkelville. Absolutely. And other you business just want to people. Pass it on. Right. And other mentors that I've learned over the years too. I've got buddies that are my age older. Uh, I've, you know, uh, that I've hit up on several occasions. What yeah. would you do here? What would you do here? Um, yeah. It, it's been, you've got to have that group and you've got to go find it. You've got to, um, uh, you've got to chase after it. Just like a business. You've got to chase after those things that, that you need. Yeah. If you can't find it, just keep digging. Just keep digging. Just keep digging. Love it. Perfect. Well, Joel, 
Yes, sir. Today was a blast. It was good times. Good I times. appreciate you. I appreciate you too. Um, so everybody go to, what is it? Trekpools.com? Trekpools.com. Trekpools.com. Not everybody, just a couple of you. Yeah, not everybody. What's We're on a bit of a wait list, but it is an absolute amazing opportunity um, to find you something that nobody else has locally, as well as something that can, you know, inspire those across a nation. Joel? Yes, sir. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate you. You have a great, wonderful day. Bye, guys.